సహనాత సహనోనక్త మెటీరియల్ కాజ్ ఈస్ ద వెరీ సెల్ఫ్ ఆఫ్ ద ఇఫెక్ట్ 
So Vedanta seeks to present Brahman, the Satyam, Jnana, the truth, knowledge, infinite, the very consciousness, Brahman, the limitless. Vedanta says that that is Jagat Karanam, that is the cause, that's the material cause of the universe, that's the self of the universe, that's the real truth of everything. So whatever there is, any name and form, what is the truth? If you investigate anywhere, where will you arrive at? You should arrive at Brahman, the limitless, as a very self, not only Brahman, but Brahmatmai Tatpariyana. Another important thing is that Brahman, the limitless, is Jagat Karanam, which is the cause of the universe, the self of the universe, is Atma, is your very self. This is what Vedanta teaches. <coughs> and only this is what can solve the problem of human being. Only this teaching, this knowledge. What is sought to be imparted is knowledge of the self, really. That you are limitless. What is meant by limitless? Limitless is that which is all included. Nothing is excluded. And upadana karanam material cause includes all the effect. The clay includes all pots and pans. Therefore, for something to be limitless, it must be all included. It must be the material cause. It must be very self. That is why Brahman is presented as the Upadana Karanam, as the very self of the universe. That is limitless. And that is what you are. This knowledge leaves no duality whatever, no division, no sense of exclusion. What is meant by non-duality is that you are not excluded by anything and you do not exclude anything. You do not feel separate from anything. You do not feel excluded by anything. What is meant by feeling separate is feeling excluded. When I feel excluded, then I feel isolated. I feel rejected. So when you are not I and I am not you, then that is saying I am excluded by you. You don't include me because you don't include me in yourself. I am excluded. I am rejected. I am isolated. I am unhappy. See how Vedanta traces the cause of unhappiness. Nobody else can even come close to this understanding. (coughs) And therefore, only when I feel included, and that happens when I include everything also, understand. It cannot be that I am included by you, and I do not include you, that I am included by everything and I include everything. That's called non-duality, that's called oneness. And when that is there, then alone true love is there. Love is always there. But the love finds its culmination when there is no distance or duality at all. 
So even if you accept love as the very nature of the self, that self can manifest itself, express itself in its full potential when there is no abstraction to its expression. The self always expresses itself with self-effulgent, thank God. But there are obstacles to its expression. And Vedanta says, this duality, this mutual, what is duality? Is Anyonya Abhavaha. Mutual exclusion. Anyonya Abhavaha. You are not what I am. I am not what you are. You exclude me. I exclude you. That this is what makes a person limited, isolated, wretched. <coughs> and that is what makes him sad. <coughs> not any gain, not any loss, not what happens out there, nothing whatever needs to make me sad. Only a sense of limitation, a low self-esteem that arises because I find myself not included or I'm not able to include you. Even if you want to include, I'm not able to do that. That generosity does not come as long as this sense of duality is there. As long as I look upon you as different from me, that cannot be a full expression of my feeling towards you. So Vedanta provides a fundamental solution. <coughs> and that is Tattvamasi that thou art. So this is what Vedanta wants to teach. And people who do not understand where Vedanta is coming from and what it seeks to accomplish. Two things. Where you are coming from and what it seeks to accomplish. When this is not understood, all kinds of idiotic you would call them, that is why Vashakara says, or Tarkikaha. People who simply go by Tarka, go by merely intellectual reasoning, and they do not understand the meaning of what they are saying, that's all. They do not understand the meaning of what they are saying. When somebody says that the truth of the universe is achetanam, is insentient, is jadam. What do you mean? So, what do you get by that? Suppose you prove that. Does it mean that you are jada? So, what do you get out of that? <coughs> what problem will it solve? They believe that by knowing that all problems are solved, they say. For that, the truth is shunyam, is void is non-existent, what will it do to you? Maybe they say that everything, you know, you become oblivion, nothing remains and so no dukkha remains. <coughs> so according to them, <coughs> dukkha nivritti is moksha. <coughs> All dukkha goes away by this now. Vedanta says not just Dukkha Nivrati, it is Niridisha 
sukha avate. It is attainment of the unsurpassable happiness. That's what one wants. And that cannot be unless you are limitless. You find yourself limitless. So, evam anyebi tarkikaha vakyabhasa yukyabhyasa avashtamba. Avashtamba resorting to vakyabhasa. What seems to justify their opinion, which does not in reality, yuktyavasa, the reasoning that seems to justify their opinion, which in fact does not. Purupakshavadinaha ye uttishthante. So, here means what? Brahmakaranavade uttishthante. When you talk of Brahmakaranam, then they have all kinds of opposition all kinds of problems. Tatra padavakya pramanagnena acharyena Who is acharya here? Padavakya pramanagnyaha Who knows the meaning of pada, the words vakya what a vakya or a sentence means it is not enough that you know the meaning of word that's important of course that you should know the meaning of the word whether it is vachyartha, lakshyartha, what's the meaning? Should know the meaning of vakya also. And pramanam. What pramanam can do? What is the pramanam for what? For knowing the world, the pramanam is your sense organs and the mind. But for knowing the self, sense organs of the mind, the available means of knowledge are not adequate. Avang manasa gocharam, that is transcends, which is beyond the reach of the words and the thought. There, Shruti is the Pramanam. And so Acharya knows this. When you understand Shruti as Pramanam, you see, you must know what is the ultimate Pramanam. For the Nayaikas, Tarka is the ultimate. And when, when Bhashyakara calls them Tarkikaha, means that for them Tarka is the Pramanam. For them, only this reasoning is a pramana. <coughs> says, no, Vedas do not come from reasoning. Vedas come from vision and then reasoning comes later. Not that you arrive at the vision from reasoning, you arrive at reasoning from vision. So one who knows, Nacharya. Vedanta Vakyanam Brahma-vagadi Paratva-darsanaya To show that all the Vedanta Vakyas, all the statements or passages of Vedanta Upanishads, they all culminate into, they all have their purport in Brahma. And make you see this fact. Brahma-avagadi-paya-avagadi Paratva-darsanaya That the purpose of all the Vedanta Vakya is the knowledge of the identity of Atma and Brahma. Vakyavasa, Yuktyavasa, Pratipatteya, Uru Pakshi Kritya, Nirakriyante. So, all the Pratipattis, all the conclusions arrived at. So, they have justification for their conclusions also. Of course, they arrive at their conclusion through reasoning first. And then they find, look, this is what your Upanishad also says. 
So this is what Upanishad also gives us reasoning. Vakyabhasa, Yuktyabhasa. What happens is when you find justification for your conclusion, then you do not see the need to think further. You are quite convinced about your own conclusion. Similarly, these Pura Pakshis, when they find Vakya, the passages from Upanishads, which seem to corroborate their conclusion, then they are quite happy, convinced that what they, what they, when they have arrived at, that conclusion is right. So it is educating these people, that's all. The reason why the Pura Paksha is there is not so much to refute them, but to make them see where there is a fallacy of their thinking, reasoning. Tata Sankhyaha, coming to Sankhyas are there, Vaisheshikas are there, Bauddhas are there. Bhashyakara takes Sankhya first. Tata Sankhyaha, Pradhanam, Trigunam, Achetanam, Jagatahakarandu, Manyamanaha, Ahuru. The Sankhyas, Manyamanaha, believing that, having concluded that, Pradhanam, the primordial matter, Trigunatmakam, Trigunam, consisting of three gunas, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. Achetanam, insentient, Jagatahakarandu. Of course, they have their own reasoning for that conclusion that jagat nam rupatmakam jagat the universe of the nature of name and form is insentient and therefore the material cause also must have the same qualities as the effect meaning that the effect inherits the qualities of the cause and therefore you infer the nature of the cause from the effect effect in the form of universe is evident to us, which is achetanam, trigonatmakam, sukha dukha mohatmakam. In the jagat there are three kinds of experiences, sukha, dukha and moha. Sukha or happiness, result of sattva, dukha and happiness, result of rajas, and moha, the delusion, result of tamas. So Jagat is Trigunatmakam, the effect therefore, the cause also must be Trigunatmakam. The Jagat is Achetanam, the effect, so cause also must be Achetanam. <coughs> then what happens is that with that conclusion then they find all kinds of reasoning. They are very intelligent people, no doubt. Having come to this conclusion then they apply their faculty of reasoning and find apparently enough evidence even from Upanishads also not only to justify their opinion but to refute our opinion. <coughs> That's why they are Urupakshins. Ahu yani Vedanta Vakyani Sarvajnasya Sarvashaktehe Brahmana Jagatkaranatvam Darshayanti Yani Vedanta Vakyani those patches of Vedanta or Upanishads, <coughs> Sarvagnas according to you, according to Vedanta, you say that the Vedanta Vakyas, the statements of passages of Vedanta, reveal that Sarvagnya omniscient, 
Sarvashakti omnipotent. Jagat Karanam, that cause of the creation is omniscient, omnipotent. That is how the Vedantins interpret the statements of Upanishads. Itya Vocha, what you said. Tani Pradhana Karana Pakshevi Yojaitam Shakyande. It is possible that by same passages can be explained to arrive at the conclusion that Pradhanam is a Jagat Karanam. So, Sarva Shakti is okay. Sarvagnya they accept that the cause must be all-knowing because the one who creates must have the knowledge of what is to be created. The cause must be omnipotent, possessed of the power and skills to create what is to be created. So they do accept that Jagat Karanam, the cause of creation, must be omniscient and omnipotent. And they find that Pradhanam also can be called omnipotent and omniscient. Sarva Shakti Tuntavada Pradhanasyabi Svavikarvishyam Upapadyade Look, the whole Jagat is Vikara, the transformation of Pradhanam, the primordial matter. Therefore, in that matter, there must be all the power to create whatever power you see in the universe, it must be there in that cause also. Therefore, Savikara Vishayam Sarasaktitva. The Shakti or the power that you see everywhere in the universe, it all comes from Pradhanam, therefore, Pradhanam possesses all the power. Pradhanam is omnipotent. Evam Sarvagnyattam Upapadyade. Similarly, omniscience also can be reasonable meaning in keeping with Upapatti, in keeping with reasoning. Katham, how can it be? In sanction, how can it be, in, how can it be omniscient? We say that knowledge and power, both of them rest in a conscious being. Only conscious being can be a knowing being. Only conscious being can be an acting being. That matter cannot act on its own. Matter cannot know on its own. So how do you say that Pradhanam, the primordial matter, is all-knowing? Yattu See, what you call knowledge is dharma, is the attribute of the guna, sattva. Sattvat samjayate jnanam idhisvutehe Because Lord Krishna has said in the Bhagavad Gita that knowledge arises from the quality or guna, sattva. Avoid translation of guna as quality. Guna is guna. That's our constituent actually. Guna is a rope, there is a thread. That's a rope made of the three strings. Guna means a string. So, sattva is one of the strings, one of the constituents. (coughs) 
So Lord Krishna says knowledge arises from sattva. Tenacha sattva dharmena jnanena karyakarnavanta purusha savajna yogina prasiddha. There are many yogis, siddha purushas, who are known to be all-knowing. So what makes a yogi all-knowing? Yogi is a conscious being also, and yogi is a mind that possesses predominance of sattva. Yogi is a conscious being, at the same time a yogi is a person who possesses a mind which is predominant in sattva. So which aspect of the yogi is omniscient? They said, look, knowledge has its locus in sattva. Sattvat sanjayate jnanam, knowledge is born of sattva, meaning knowledge is located where sattva is. Vedantin says, knowledge is located where consciousness is. But Sankhya says, knowledge is located where sattva is, and sattva is the attribute of matter. Therefore, knowledge rests in matter. So even if the yogis are said to be all-knowing or omniscient, it is the mind of the yogi that is omniscient. Why? Because it has the predominance of sattva. Sattvasyahi niritishay utkarshay sarvagnyatvam prasiddham Conscious being yogi is. But not every conscious being is omniscient. If knowledge rests in conscious being, then every conscious being must be all-knowing. Is it not so? That's not the case. Who is all-knowing or who has more knowledge? So, sattvasya utkarsha. More excellence of sattva is, more knowledge there is. And if there is the most excellence of niratisha utkarsha, if there is the most excellence of sattva, then there is most knowledge. So is utkarsha, apakarsha. Let's convey with a reka. Whether consciousness is there for knowledge is and consciousness is not there for knowledge is not, that is one anvay vedareka. But Sankhya says that consciousness is not. You can't say because consciousness always is there, but there is no vyatareka there. <coughs> See, Nyayanana on the page 101, last sentence, Kevala vyatareka bhavat na chetana amsha seva sarvadnyatayati. See, something can be established by the rule of Anvaya and Vyatareka, by rule of agreement and disagreement. As far as Sattva is concerned, this Anvaya, Vyatareka are applicable. More excellence of Sattva, more excellence of knowledge. Less of Sattva, less of knowledge. No Sattva, no knowledge. Then also you can't establish really. But less of sattva you can say. But less of consciousness you cannot say. More of consciousness also you cannot say. <coughs> because consciousness is there in all the beings. In spite of consciousness being there in all living beings, 
we find still the gradation of knowledge because of gradation of sattva guna, not gradation of consciousness. So what makes a person, knowledgeable person? The quality sattva or guna sattva which is in the intellect. Kinche tasya sarvajnyatvam durjnanam further. Your consciousness cannot be omniscience. See, what is, now what is omniscience? Or who is God? Sarvajna, all-knowing. So understand that who is a yogi is all-knowing, meaning that yogi is the knower of all the knowledge. Is it not so? Who is an omniscient one? Omniscient person is the one who knows everything, meaning who is a knower of all knowledge. Can consciousness become knower? Tell me. Kinche tasya sarvagnyatvam durgnyanam chinmatrasya gnyana kartvatva ayogar. See, knowingness also requires a modification, as you said yesterday. That I am a knower. The self becomes modified as a knower. I am an enjoyer. Self becomes modified as enjoyer. <coughs> so knower, who can be the knower or enjoyer? The one that is available for change or modification. That will be taken a bit later now. <coughs> but consciousness as you claim, it is changeless. And they also accept that Purusha is the changeless consciousness and changeless consciousness cannot become a kar- jnana kartru or cannot become the agent of knowing. Na kevalasya akarya karanasya purushasya upalabhimatrasya sarvagnyatvam kinjajnyatvam va kalpayitum shakyam Na kevalasya purushasya the purusha the consciousness Kevala, merely consciousness. Akarya karanasya, which does not possess body or sense organs. Merely consciousness, without the body or, without the body or sense organs or mind. Upalabdhimatrasya, which is merely of the nature of consciousness. Sarvajnyatvam, kinchidnyatvam va kalpayatum shakyam. In pure consciousness, there cannot be gradation. See, Sarvagnyatvam, all-knowing is the gradation in knowledge. Alpagnyatvam, little-knowing also is in gradation of knowledge. So where this gradation of knowledge can be there, where the locus of knowledge also has gradation. If as you claim, consciousness is the locus of knowledge, then consciousness does not have gradation. It is always changeless consciousness. So how can it be that consciousness now is all-knowing and consciousness here is less-knowing, how can it be? So more knowingness or less-knowingness can be where there are sense organs, where there is mind, that is where the knowledge is and that is all matter, that is the sattva is. So without matter, without the personality, 
without the gross and subtle bodies where the gradations are. <coughs> Meaning that in one mind there can be the predominance of sattva, in other mind there may be the less of sattva. And that explains sarvagnyatvam, alpagnyatvam by the anvaya vitareka. Can you explain that in mere pure consciousness? You cannot. Trigunatvatu pradhanasya sarvajnana. Then we say that, wait a minute. You say pradhanam is omniscient. Pradhanam is jagatkaranam and that is omniscient. What is pradhanam? Pradhanam is the samyavastha, the equilibrium of all the gunas, when the gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas, when they are all in equilibrium. That is called the state before the creation, the state of dissolution. That also is by inference of course, but creation involves activity. Therefore, before creation, there must be a state when there was no activity. When will that be? That will be only when there is no imbalance because activity can be there. When there is imbalance, activity cannot be. When there is balance, if all the billiard balls are in balance and there is no activity. You push something and moment something is disturbed, they all start rolling in different directions. So also, before the creation, the state of the three gunas was similar to the state of the billiard balls which are all arranged above each other. And when does the creation start? When there is first impulse which disturbs that balance and activity starts. So they say that pradhanam which is the state of balance, the state of equilibrium of all the three gunas, that is this called pradhanam. And that is jagat karanam. What is karanam? Karanam is that which exists a moment before karya. <coughs> so moment and imbalance takes place. Effect is already started. Therefore, what is cause? Cause is the state that existed prior to effect and the state that existed before imbalance was balanced. Therefore, pradhanam is a cause, not prakruti. <coughs> what is pradhanam? The balance of three gunas. So now you are saying that the knowledge is there when there is predominance of sattva. But in Pradhanam, there is not predominance of Sattva, there Sattva, Rajas, Tamas, all of these are equally present. And that is how activity is not there. See, where there is predominance of Rajas, activity will be there. And Sattva and Tamas, both of them obstruct Rajas. Tamas does not allow Rajas to move. And sattva makes a rajas calm so that it doesn't have to move. <coughs> when there is predominance of rajas, that is when the activity is there. So in the pradhanam, 
which is the state of the equilibrium of three gunas, where is the predominant of sattva? So how do you call pradhanam as omniscient? Trigunatvatu pradhanasya sarvajnana kanabhutam sattvam pradhana avasthavi vidyate. So pradhanam is called omniscient in a secondary sense, in a gaun sense. That pradhanam is the potential of all knowledge. Inasmuch as the locus of knowledge is sattva guna, that is established. Not locus of knowledge is consciousness, locus of knowledge is sattva guna. And that very much exists in pradhanam. All the three gunas are there, the sattva guna also is very much there in pradhanam. Therefore, even though in the state of pradhanam, there is no omniscience in a primary sense. That Pradhanam is not all-knowing in the primary sense still. Inasmuch as Pradhanam constitutes of Sattva also, therefore it has the potential of all the knowledge. And therefore, in a secondary sense, Pradhanam is called all-knowing. Tasya achetna sevasataha sarvagnyatvam Upacharyate, therefore Pradhanam, even, even though it is insentient, still Sarvagnyatvam Upacharyate. A Upachara, in a figurative sense, we say that Pradhanam is omniscient. <coughs> On the page 102, continuing. Says Nyayanana, Gauna Mukhyayoho. Mukhe sampratyat mukhe gharanam. So now the Sankhya says that the omniscience in pradhanam is gaunam. That is admitted, understand. Omniscience of pradhanam is gaunam, is in a secondary sense. So we say, why? Why do you interpret sarvagnya as in a gaunartha? Yes, Sarvagnya, Sarvavit. So Upanishad clearly says that the cause of creation is omniscient. It doesn't say as though omniscient. So where Mukhya or primary interpretation is possible, we should not go for a secondary interpretation. So Gona Mukhya Yoho, Mukhya Sampratyayat or Mukhya Grahanat, wherever Mukhya or primary meaning is possible, you should not go for an aupacharika or a secondary meaning. Then he says, wait a minute. Then Sankhya says, even a Brahman also cannot be omniscient in a primary sense. So now he pulls down Brahman. That it also cannot be omniscient in primary sense. So next sentence is, Vedanta Vakyeshu Avashyamcha Tvayapi Sarvagnyam Brahma Abhyapagachata Sarvagnyana Shakti Matve Naiva Sarvagnyatvam Abhyapagantavyam Vedanta Vakyeshu, 
from the vakyas or passages of Vedanta such as yas sarvagnyaha sarvavit yasya jnana vayam tapaha that sentence will be quoted later on. So Upanishad describes the creator as sarvagnyaha omniscient sarvavit all knowing or omnipotent. Omniscient and all knowing I should say sarvagnyaha sarvavit. So Vedanta vakyasu when Vedanta says that Jagat Karanam is omniscient and all-knowing, avashyamcha tvayabhi sarvagnyam brahma abhivagachyata yu abhivagachyata who accepts brahma as omniscient. What is our abhivagama? That pradhanam is omniscient. What is your abhivagama? What is your, what you accepted? That brahman is omniscient. So you who claims brahman to be omniscient, even by you also, Sarvagnana Shakti Matvenaiva Sarvagnyatvam Abhivagantavyam That you will also have to admit for sure, Avashya, that Brahman also is omniscient in a secondary sense, not in a primary sense. <coughs> Nunu Maya says Ratna Prabhupada. Nunu maya kimiri shakti matvurukum gaunam sarvagnyatam angi karyamedi. So you have accepted omniscience in a secondary sense. All right. Why do you want that I should also accept omniscience in a secondary sense? Why? Maya kimiri shakti matvam means what? The potential of knowledge. Shakti matvam. That Brahman possesses the power of knowledge. Pradhanam possesses power of knowledge in the state of Pradhanam, which power becomes evident when it becomes Prakriti. So also your Brahman also possesses power of knowledge and not actual knowledge. Power of knowledge or potential of knowledge, not actual knowledge. Here is a sculptor with the power to sculpt, but that power becomes evident when he actually starts sculpting, you know. He is a cook who has the potential of cooking, but when the person is not doing anything, that is only potential. When he starts cooking, then the potential becomes a reality, becomes evident. <coughs> so in Brahman also the knowledge is only in a potential state and not in the evident state. <coughs> Tatra. Or says Nyayanana, Tathatve ka anuhatrahetumaha nahiti. So there the reason is given by Sankhya Nahi. Next sentence. This one word sarvada can be added after nahi. Nahi sarvada sarvavishyam jnanam kurvat eva. Brahma Vartate Nahi Sarvada all the time. Sarvishayam Jnanam knowing everything. Kurvadeva Brahma Vartate. You cannot say that Brahman has the knowledge at all the times of all the objects. 
because in the state of dissolution Brahman also has only potential of knowledge, not actual omniscience, you know, in the primary sense. So, Nahi Sarvada Sarvisham Jnanam Kurvadeva Brahma Vartate. See, Vedantin's answer is one simple. That Brahman is omniscient by virtue of Maya. Brahman is omnipotent by virtue of Maya. That's all. So right now all the arguments are listened to. And this stroke will be given. Call it Maya or Prakriti, whatever you want to call it. That Pradhanam alone cannot be omniscient. Brahman alone cannot be omniscient. But Brahman through the agency of Pradhanam or Prakriti or Maya is omniscient. This is what we have to say. Meaning that Pradhanam or matter is not an independent principle, it is a dependent principle, it is not an independent reality, matter is a dependent reality, therefore we call it Mithya. For them Pradhanam is Satyam, that's the basic difference. <coughs> but right now continuing the arguments, nahi, Sarvisham Jnanam Karodeva Brahma Vartate Sarvada. You cannot say that Brahman Vartate obtains Jnanam Kurvat as, as, as performing knowledge or as knowing. At all times and all knowledge that Brahman has, you cannot say that. <coughs> Says Jnanina. Then we say, why? What's the problem with that? Why can't we say that Brahman at all the times knows everything? What is Anupatti? So what is, what is illogical there? Tell us. Ityashankya tadjnanam nityam anityam vayati vikalpayati So he says all that. Vedantin, please tell us. That knowledge that Brahman has, is it nityam or nityam? Is it permanent or impermanent? What is permanent? Permanent means Brahman knows at all the times, under all conditions. Impermanent means Brahman knows everything at some time and does not know at other time. It knows everything in some condition, does not know everything in another condition. So please talk, tell us the omniscience that Brahman has, is it permanent omniscience all the time Brahman knows everything? Or is it impermanent omniscience now and then Brahman becomes omniscient? Both have problem. <coughs> so says Mahasya. Tathahi Jnanasya Nityatve Jnanakriyam Prati Svatantriyam Brahmanaha Kiyeta Tathai, to illustrate, Jnanasya Nityatve, if you say that Brahman is omniscient all the time, meaning Jnanam or omniscience is permanent in all states, 
in dissolution evit all the states. Then jnana kriyam prati brahmana svatantram hiyeta. Jnana kriya, the act of knowing. Jnana means to know. So jnanam also is result of act of knowing. So who is a knower? Knower is locus of act of knowing. Who is a driver? Driver is the locus of the act of driving. Similarly, for every other pratya, you know, who is the teacher, who is the driver, etc. So who is a knower? Knower is the locus of the act of knowing. So jnana kartrutvam is there, you know. Just as kartrutvam, the doership of driving is there, then it is called driver. The doership of teaching is there, it is called teacher. So when doership of knowledge, then it is called knower, isn't it? Who is knower? Knower is the doer or karta of the act of knowing. Now, the basic rule is svatantra karta. The karta is always svatantra. The doer is always independent. The doing depends upon the doer. The cook is svatantra. The cooking depends upon the cook. The cooking does not decide what the cook does, the cook decides, isn't it? Teacher and teaching. So teacher is the doer of the act of teaching. So it is doer always, the karta who always decides what to do, how to do, whether to do, kartum, akartum, anyathava, kartum shakyam. This is the definition of the doership. That a doer is kartum shakyam. He has the he has the freedom to do something. Akartum shakyam, freedom not to do something. Anyathava kartum, freedom to do whichever he wants. So if Brahman is knower of everything, then Brahman should have the freedom to know, not to know, and whichever he wants to know. But if knowledge is permanent, if suppose you are driving the car, driving is permanent, then driver is no freedom, you follow. See, driver is freedom when driver decides whether to drive or not and how to drive. But suppose driving is permanent, then driver is no freedom, is not so, because he doesn't decide, the driving decides. Similarly, if knowledge is permanent, then Brahman, that is a knower of all the knowledge, does not decide whether knowledge is there or not, it is knowledge is permanent decides, so Brahman is no freedom to decide whether to know, not to know, how to know. Then it cannot call the locus of knowledge, it cannot call the, the doer of act of knowledge, it cannot call therefore, cannot call svatantra karta therefore, svatantram brahmana hiyeta. No kriya can be permanent. A kriya or action is always impermanent, understand. It depends upon the karta, always depends upon the doer. So they even say that the knowledge also is a result of act of knowing. Therefore that also must be impermanent. If it is permanent then the knower has no freedom and knower must be free. 
So then Brahman's knowledge can be permanent. Okay, we accept it. Is it impermanent then? Then next one. He says, Tatra Adim Dushayati. First dosha was Jnanam ko nahi, it should be nahi, but it says Jnanam in nahi. So what we read is the dosha of the position that the Jnanam is Nityam Atharana. Dvitiya Manudya Smada Siddhantama. What is Dvitiya? Second is knowledge impermanent. Anudya, reiterating that, the Sankhyas says Swamata Siddhantam, says Siddhanta in his own opinion. Atha Anityam Tada Iti Jnana Kriyaya Uparameta Api Brahman Atha Anityam If the act of knowing is impermanent, what is impermanent? Then Brahman knows now and does not know at other time. A driver is not a permanent driver. A person is called driver when he performs the act of driving. Then only can be called driver when there is time he does not drive. Otherwise, although ideally you call it speaker which keeps on speaking all the time, but normally that is no, there is no freedom. But here a speaker is a person who decides when to speak, etc. So, therefore, he is an impermanent. If speaking is impermanent, speaker also is impermanent. Understand? Who is speaker? One who performs the act of speaking. Who is knower? One who performs the act of knowing. If act of knowing is impermanent, then knower also is impermanent. Meaning that sometimes it knows, sometimes it does not know. So then, if the act of knowing is impermanent, then there will be time when Brahman does not know. Because an act of knowing is not there, Brahman does not know anything. Then you can't call it omniscient. Sarvada, sarvisham jnanam. If Bhagavan also has a spell that he does not, it's called amnesia, you know, that he doesn't know at that time, then what will happen? Nothing will work. Bhagavan must be all-knowing all the time, under all circumstances. Buddhi may not know in Sushupti or Pralaya. But Bhagavan should know, even absence of knowledge. So Sarvagnyatvam, omniscience must be permanent. If it is permanent, then the omniscient is not free, then it can be called omniscient. And it is impermanent, then it is not omniscient all the time. Which means that you cannot call him omniscient, you cannot call him all-knowing, if all-knowingness is not all the time. So jnana kriyaya uparameta api brahma, uparameta then Brahman will cease to know. Or brahma uparameta, what happens is if Brahman equal to knowing, then when knowing is not there, Brahman also is not there. If Brahman and knowing are one, then when knowing is not there, Brahman is not there. If Brahman and knowing are different, then when knowing is not there, Brahman is not the knower anymore. In that case, the knowerness of Brahman is not there. So Brahman is not all-knowing, not omniscient. 
reference is tada sarvajnana shakti matve naiva sarvajnatvam apatati so this is sangya siddhanta what is sarvajnam sarvajnana shakti matvam tada then if the knowledge is impermanent then then no one is free is independent but then he is not all the time knowing he knows sometime other time he has the potential to know but does not know all the time a driver is not driver all the time when he is driving he is a driver at the times he has the potential of driving but not actual driving so therefore you have to accept that what what is driving who is the driver driver is the person who has the potential of driving not all the time driving alone can be called driver similarly what is omniscient who is omniscient one has the potential of omniscience who is a knower one has the potential of knower that's what the sankhya says <coughs> tada in that case when in case knowledge is impermanent sarva jnana shakti matve naiva sarva jnatvam apadati sarva jnatvam apadati omniscience then means what sarvajnatvam mahapadi means what what's the meaning of this sarvajnatvam the omniscience ultimately comes to what <coughs> sarvajnana shaktimatvenaiva shaktimatvam what possessing the potential of all the knowledge so that is what the sarvajnatvam should be that our pradhanam has your brahman also if you claim brahman to be omniscient then brahman also can be omniscient only in the secondary sense that he possesses the potential of all knowledge but not that it is all knowing all the time so pradhana in the state of dissolution has a potential of knowledge brahman also in the state of dissolution has only potential of knowledge so both are equal that's what he will say we say tathapi tasya sarvasham jnanam kimiti na utpadyate no sorry anitya jnana pakshe brahmana sarva jnana shakti matvenava sarva jnanayatra hetvantarama anitya jnana pakshe in the paksha of the alternative where knowledge is accepted as anitya or impermanent brahmana sarvajnata the omniscience of brahman also so first of all sankhya proved that knowledge is impermanent therefore in brahman also the omniscience is only potential to know further hetvantrama and the reason also is given why brahman cannot be knowing all the time brahman is also has a potential of knowledge that's kind of omniscience it has apicha samasyakara says अभिजुत्पत्ते सर्वकारकशून्य ब्रह्म ईष्यतेनाशा शक्ति क्लियरीफाइड अनीतनाशा the impermanent knowledge is that which does not exist at the time of pralaya or dissolution therefore 
Shakyamatvam Vachan. So you also have to accept that omniscience is the potential to know. Karak Abhavacha and also because of absence of Karaka. Abhicha Pragutpate Sarva Karaka Sunyam Brahma Ishade Tvaya. He says to Vedantin, look, you also say that Putpate Prag, before the creation, nothing is created. So Karaka. What is Karaka? Karta, Karma, Karana, etc. The Karaka are there. So when can any action be accomplished? When the doer is there. When object, what is to be done is there. Instrument, that with which to be done is there. For example, the act of speaking can be performed when the speaker is there. That's the Karta. The words are there. That's the Karma. The organ of speech is there, that's the karana. The purpose is there, that is sampradana. So only when all these accessories or factors are present, then alone any act can be performed. So <coughs> knowing also is action. Therefore, for Brahman to be all-knowing, he, Brahman must have the doership, must have the object, must be instrument, all this must be there. <coughs> but what is the dissolution? When nothing is created. So there is no karma, there is no karanam. For example, for creating a path, you require the karanam, the sadhanam, the nimitta, all the potter's will is required. You require will on the part of the potter, you require clay. So without clay, without potter's will, how can a potter do anything? So before the creation, instead of dissolution, no such thing is created. So even if Brahman wants to know, the instrument of knowledge is not there. The knowledge is not there. Therefore, so, sarva karaka sunyam brahma ishyade tvaya. Therefore, you also accept that Brahman is devoid of all the karakas, all the accessories. <coughs> Let it be, we say, tathapi tasya sarvesham jnanam kividana utpadyate. We say that our Brahman does not require karakam. Suppose. So, suppose Brahman doesn't have mind and Brahman doesn't have speech and Brahman doesn't have this, why should it not be all-knowing? So, Apisha, therefore, says Vashyakara, Apisha, Pradhanasya, Anekatmakasya, no, no, sorry, Nacha, Jnana Sadhananam, Sarirendriyadinam, Abhave Jnanotpatthi Kasyachita Upapanna Says, he continues that, concludes this point. So, completes his nacha, Jnana sadhana ram, sarendri, sharirendriyanam abhave. So, you require body, you have sense organs, you require mind, 
you require all these accessories in order for performing the act of knowing, meaning that you can know something provided you are the body, you are the organs of perception, you are the mind, then only knowing can take place. But none of this is there in the state of dissolution never. Brahman cannot be knowing at that time. So you cannot say Brahman is omniscient all the time. Matadvaya samyuktva somate visheshamaha Alright, so both of us are in the same position now. According to Sankhya, the Pradhana is omniscient by way of potential of knowledge. And it is proven that Brahman also can be claimed to be omniscient only by way of potential of knowledge, not omniscience in a primary sense. So neither Pradhana is omniscient in primary sense, nor is Brahman omniscient in primary sense. So then, well, both are in the same boat. So, Adipadena Gnaya Gnatradi Samanda Sangha Gnaya object of knowledge is not there, the knower is not there, etc. <coughs> Says Anandagiri Vayatravi Anupati Samye. Both of us are in the, so Vedan then asks him, hey, both of us are in the same boat. Anupati meaning that it is not in keeping the reason that. Brahman can be omniscient in primary sense, nor can Pradhanam be omniscient in primary sense. If in both the cases, the Sarvagnyatvam or omniscience is only in a secondary sense, then Katham Pakshi Vishesha Pakshapataha, then O Sankhya, why do you insist upon your position? If both of us are in the same board, then what is your justification? for insisting that Pradhanam is Jagat Karanam. It is asking Pradhana Pakshe Visheshamaha. Then he says, look, in case of Pradhanam, this is an advantage. Pradhanam has this advantage. What is it? Apichayati. Apichay Pradhanasya Anekatmakasya Parinam Sambhavad Kānatva upapattihi mṛdādhivata Apicca pradhānasya anekātmakatva anekātmakasya Look, as far as pradhānam is concerned, what's the advantage? Anekātmakam pradhānam consists of sattva, rajas, tamas, so, in Pradhanam itself, heterogeneity is there. Pradhanam is not homogeneous, it is heterogeneous. Many consider it is Savayavam, it has many components. Brahman is Niravayavam, without any parts or components. <coughs> so, Anekatmakasya Parinama Sambhavat. Therefore, Pradhanam can undergo transformation. Brahman cannot undergo transformation. See, what can change? What is called change? Change is the different state of constituents. That's called change. For example, what is a lump of clay? Lump of clay is a certain arrangement of the particles of clay. That's called lump. 
So when those particles rearrange in a different way, you call it pot. So what's a pot? Same particles are called pot. Same particles in certain arrangement called lump earlier. Same particles now in a different arrangement are called a pot and pan, etc. She doesn't know how to stop it, you know. So that's okay. Don't worry. Don't pay attention. Therefore, abhicha, prasanasya, anekatmakasya. Prasana means anekatmakam. It consists of many, there is Svagata Veda is there. Many internal difference or internal parts are there. So therefore, prasanam in the state of dissolution is when all the three gunas are in balance. When creation takes place, those gunas become imbalanced, then creation takes place. So, Pradhanam has a potential of change and therefore it has the potential of creation. Whereas, Brahman is partless, therefore Brahman has no potential of change. So, Brahman cannot become Jagat. So, Pradhanam has this advantage that it consists of different parts, different components, different ingredients, namely Sattva, Rajas, Tamas, therefore, Anekatmakasya, Parinama, Sambhavat, or Pradhanam can undergo Parinama or transformation. Karnatva, Upapatti, therefore, Pradhanam can reasonably be a cause, material cause, Murudadivata. So, how come clay or earth can become the material cause? Because you said clay is the aggregate of particles. Those particles can undergo a rearrangement and therefore clay itself will be called by different names. So clay is called lump, that will be called a part and whatever, whatever else. Whereas Brahman is partless, changeless, therefore there is no state of Brahman. So Brahman cannot transform itself into Jagat. So this is an additional this advantage in case of Pradhanam. <coughs> Then we can say, says Sāra, that nāyana, ekasyāpi brahmana samagri sannidhānāt. We say that brahman is one, all right, non-dual. Itself doesn't want to change. Samagri sannidhānāt, but all the samagri with it. So even though the pot maker is one, pot maker cannot transform into a, a pot. But pot maker is clay, and a spotter's wheel, and therefore creation can take place. <coughs> Samagri, Sannidhanat, Karnatvam, Asankhya. So in, because then Brahman can become the Karanam, Jagat Karanam. Says, Tasya Asangatvat, Advaitvacha, Naivam. So Brahman, even if Samagri is there, suppose, but Brahman is Asangam, it is unconnected, can't do anything. See, a pot maker can use the clay because he can take clay in his hand. So there can be sanyoga or association of the pot maker and clay. But Brahmanit Asangam, it is unconnected, unattached. Therefore, it cannot attach or associate itself with anything even if something is there. 
still Brahman cannot use it because Brahman Asanga. And basically nothing Advitiyatvacha. You say, Ekameva Advitiyam Sadeva Somme Idamagrasi Ekameva Advitiyam Your Sat is Advitiyam non-dual which means that there is nothing other than Sat, nothing other than Brahman. Even if Brahman wants to use something, there is nothing there at all. Therefore, Brahman has no potential of becoming the material cause or even efficient, no cause. Naiti. So, say the last sentence. Na asamhatasya ekatmatasya brahmanaha iti. And so, na brahmanas brahmanaha asamhatasya ekatma ekatmakasya. Asamhata brahman is not a sanghata. Brahman is not an aggregate, like Pradhanam is the aggregate of three gunas, Brahman is not because Brahman is partless. And Ekatmakasya, Brahman is one, non-dual. And therefore, there is no second thing. The Brahman does not even have the potential of, of becoming the cause of creation, whereas Pradhanam has that. So other things being equal, that none of them is Omniscient in primary sense, that is equal. But there are advantages in the in case of Pradhanam that it has the potential of becoming cause, whether Brahman does not have the potential. Therefore, Pradhanam is Jagat Karanam. <coughs> That's how the argument is concluded. <coughs> so says Nyayanirana Jagat. Upadanavadi Vedantanam Pradhana Paratayati Pura Paksham Anudya. So, Jagat Upadanavadina Vadi Vedantanam. All the statements of Vedanta which talk about the Upadana or material cause of the universe. Jagat Upadana. So, all those statements of Upanishads which talk about the material cause of the universe. Pradhana Partha, there the material cause will ultimately has to be accepted as Pradhanam, as not Brahman. Iti Purupaksham, this is the Sankhya Purupaksham. Anudya, reiterating that, Sutrena Siddhantayati Evameti. <coughs> so Vashyakara says, Devam Prapte, Idam Sutram, Arabhyate. Evam prapta is what? When this is the position. That's called Anuvada. Just reiterating the Purupaksha. When this is the position of the argument of Purupaksha. Evam prapta. Then Sutrena Siddhantayati. Then the Sutrakara present the Sutra or aphorism. Sutram Arabhyade. This Sutra is commenced by the Sutrakara. The thing is that this particular Adhikaranam or topic has several sutras. This is the first sutra of that. <coughs> Meaning that all of these will not be answered in, in one sutra, will be answered in course of several sutras which make up the Adhikaranam. <coughs> so let us read the sutra. Ikshatehe na ashabdam Ikshatehe na ashabdam 
Ikshatehe is the fifth case, understand? Of the word Ikshati. Ikshatehe is the fifth case of the word Ikshati. What is fifth case? Always denotes Hetu. Ikshatehe because of Ikshati. Or a sutra guy will explain because of Ikshanam. We will see. Because of Ikshanam. Because of Ikshanam is not seeing, deliberating, thinking, knowing, desiring. Because of that. Na. Na means what? Pradhanam. Na jagat karanam. Doesn't say na means what? Accepting, presupposing all this purupaksha. Then it says na. So all this purupaksha was had to build up by Bhashyakara. What is na? What is na? Means pradhanam, na jagat karanam. Earlier there is no mention of pradhana. In the first four sutras also this position is not there. <coughs> so then to say na, what does na refer to? The whole position of sankhyas and vaisheshikas etc. All of them. But na, yes sankhya. Na pradhanam. Jagat Karanam. So this is the principle Siddhanta. Pradhana or primordial matter is not Jagat Karanam. It is not the cause of Jagat creation. Ashabdam. It is Ashabdam. Shabdam is what? Shabda Apratipadyam. Because it is not presented by Upanishads as the Jagat Karanam. Ashabdam. So, Veda, the Upanishads do not propound Pradhanam as the Jagat Karana. So, when Upanishads talk about Jagat Karana, they do not mean Pradhanam. Upanishads only use the pronouns, therefore the pronouns are available for interpretation in whichever way you want, you know. So, Kamayata, it says, Who is that? Tat Aikshata, who is that? And therefore, so when Upanishad says Tat or Saha, referring to Jagat Karanam, they do not mean Pradhanam. They mean Brahma. Why do not they mean Pradhanam? Kutaha Shabdam. Why do you say that Upanishads do not mean Pradhanam when they talk about the Jagat Karanatvam or the cause of creation? Why? Ikshadehe, that's a Hetu. Because of Ikshanam, Ikshanat, that's how the meaning should be. Because of ikshanam, ikshanam means what? Seeing. Tat aikshatayati shrutav jagat kartahu ikshitritva sravanat. Because Upanishad says that who is the cause of creation? The one who created the universe, he saw before creation there is ikshanam, seeing, deliberating, and that can be only uh, the nature of a conscious being. Pradhanam cannot see, cannot deliberate cannot think. <coughs> Therefore, Brahma is Jagat Karanam, not Pradhanam. So, here it says Pradhanam is not Jagat Karanam. That's what it means here. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamada Yapurnamivavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti
शांति शंकर शंकराचार्य केशवं बानरायण सूत्रभाष्यत वंदे भगवत ईश्वरो गुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमेहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम ओ शाशाति हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरी